This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. Hello and welcome to the Fields of Fantasy podcast as we continue our mega deep dives through all of the NFL teams ahead of your fantasy season. Uh, And we continue with the AFC South, uh, looking at a team that, uh, well, I don't know, that not not very not a very sexy team, Tom. Sorry, I should say it's me, uh, Ed, and Tom this week. Uh, but um, yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. What are your thoughts on the Colts? When uh, I say them? open, very very open. You know, a few interesting prospects. Yeah, I, I think I think I think I'd agree. There there are a couple of interesting things to talk about, but generally, I mean, I've done the research on the Colts, and there's not a lot to say really. Uh, but but we'll give it a good go, and I'm sure we'll pull out a few interesting stats for you. So, as always, we'll start with quarterback, and I think it looks likely that their quarterback one is going to be uh, the rookie, Anthony Richardson. Now, Richardson is being drafted very high. He's currently going as QB 12, which is mid-round eight in your fancy drafts, and he's got the potential, and I think this is the reason why he's going so high, to be your next dual-threat quarterback. Arguably, he has the highest ceiling of the rookie quarterbacks. And um, the buzz really started with Richardson in the combine, where he really started to be talked about as a top-tier rookie quarterback. He's still fairly inexperienced at the position, which sounds daffing to say about a rookie, but some rookies uh, come into uh, the NFL having played uh, a lot of games at the position, but he hasn't done so. And it's going to take a bit of time for his throwing to develop, but his rushing production should be high from the outset. Do you think he's going to start game one? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've given too much capital up for him. Yeah, he, I think he probably went earlier than maybe he was expected to. He's... I mean, he's he's played so few a game for Florida, hasn't he? That's the thing. He's such an unknown. But they've obviously, the Colts obviously seen something they've liked in him to invest in him so highly. You know, they've got Shane Steichen there, who we've talked about before, was the one man to see oversee Jalen Hurts' impressive sort of improvement in terms of accuracy. Wide receiver-wise, you know, we'll come on to talk about this later, but it, it, there's some options there for him. I think they are trying to set him up to succeed, and I think he will go from week one. Whether he will succeed or not is a different matter. Yeah, and I think when you look at um, who he's got there as the, uh, as the backup, if he proves to be the backup, it's Gardner Minshew, who's currently going as QB 36, regularly going undrafted in leagues. I can only really see Minshew being a factor in fantasy in really deep leagues. Uh, there's a chance he could start the first six to eight games. I, I don't think it's likely. I think they are going to give Richardson the chance from week one. Uh, but maybe Minshew might be a smart late pickup in super flex leagues or, or in a best ball. But he's he's someone that is going to be your perennial kind of underdog journeyman quarterback, oh, isn't yeah. he, Minshew? Yeah. yeah. Avoid. <laughs> Avoid. Avoid. <laughs> I took him in my very first uh, dynasty draft as my QB uh, and he was horrendous for me. Yeah, and then got dropped. And I think Richardson's someone that, that people want to get behind. He, he He's a talented yeah. man and, uh, and yeah, hopefully he has a good season. I mean, whether the Colts have a good season is another matter. I think they're going to struggle, aren't they, when you look at their roster? Yeah. So we, we talked about the options that Richardson might have. And I think his uh, wide receiver one is going to be Michael Pittman Jr., who's currently going as wide receiver 27, which is late round five. And the Colts are another team where it's quantity rather than quality uh, appearing to be the order of the day at wide receiver. They've got nine wide receivers 
who could make their final roster. And I bet you'd struggle to name any beyond their clear number one, Pittman. He finished last season as wide receiver 20 after ending up as wide receiver 17 in 2021. So he's quietly building up consistency. I think a key stat last season for him was that he was 18th in red zone targets and he was first in total route wins. So so there's clearly huge talent there. The big concern for Pittman will be that passing volume, which might cap his upside as Richardson develops. Uh, Clearly, it's it's another transition year for the Colts. I love that term, transition year, which just means rubbish year, doesn't it? Um, uh, Who won't be, well, won't even close to becoming a factor in the playoff shakeup. But Pittman, is he someone you're you're looking to take? Uh, No, he's someone I do have quite a few shares off in Dynasty and have taken him in the past. As you said, you know, we've talked about this loads already this offseason. The rookie quarterback is the risk, isn't it? And Pittman is good, but is he elite? You know, is he a truly elite wide receiver? He had very good college production. But so far, although he's been reasonable, you know, wide receiver 17 is a decent finish and wide receiver 20 is a decent finish. Perhaps there's more available at that time, you know, better players available at that time in the draft. Yeah, I think you think you're right. And in terms of other options, I said there were nine. The only really other wide receiver worth talking about there is Alec Pierce. He's going very late. Wide receiver 71. So very late round 16 uh, or undrafted. The, the sophomore receiver only hauled in 41 receptions in his rookie season with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, and although we might improve those numbers with a bit more of an opportunity in, in Indianapolis, don't really expect it to be a factor in fantasy. And he's not someone who I've really uh, invested anything in at all. Uh, no, I've got him from last year from a couple of rookie drafts. You know, finished 63 last year. Um, but, I mean, he, who else are they going to throw the ball to? It could be a sneaky pickup. Um, when you come on to tight end, there's a little bit there at tight end. Yeah, there? there's but, something there. You know, there isn't a lot of other options. I think he's very quick, Pierce. Um, so, potential late draft pick, but, very, you know, last round, last round flyer. Yeah, and, and I think he is someone who, who, who might have a decent season, but he, he's a bit too much of a risk. So let's move on to talk about probably the most intriguing player on the the Colts roster when it comes to fantasy, and that's Mr. Jonathan Taylor. He's currently going as RB5, which is the end of round one, early round two. Bit of a conundrum I've described him as. Uh, Now, as we record this, he's requested a trade, and there's been a very public feud between JT, his agent, and the Colts owner, Jim Jim Has he gone? But he's not listed as an RB for them on sleeper currently. Has something oh, happened as, in the time we've been on Something might show, have happened. Yeah. I know I know he's been linked to other teams. Um, maybe he has yeah, gone. Maybe, maybe gone. you're listening to this thinking, well, obviously he's gone. And depending on where he lands, he could still be a very, very significant factor. I mean, let's not forget, regardless of the you know whether he leaves the Colts or not, he had a 2022 to forget when he went into the season as the consensus 101 in fantasy drafts. In the 11 games he played, he was the RB30. RB30. Uh, there were a lot of angry fantasy owners last year. Uh, lack of touchdowns and a very poor offense really affected him. There will be a bounce back this season. He's too talented not to. And if he ends up with a top offense, the Colts aren't that. But if he does end up somewhere, apparently there's a lot of interest in him, as you'd expect. He could, a la CMC, have a huge season. You know, look at CMC moving from the Panthers to the 49ers uh, was an absolute revelation. So there is that potential there. I just think with JT at the moment, there are too many doubts to commit your first round pick to him. Uh, it's just too much, um, it's too much of a confused situation. 
with your first pick, you want guarantees, as we've said. And I'd take someone like Chubb ahead of him because I think he's much more more consistent and much more reliable at the moment. Yeah, I mean, what is Richardson going to do if not steal rushing touchdowns from him? Yes, exactly. Really? Um, last year, obviously, had the injury, didn't he? Week um, was it week four that lingered for a fair few weeks, so that affected his numbers a bit. Was he injured his season before that as well? Actually, I think I almost feel like last season his injury shrouded his poor form. I think that they're almost an excuse. You know, he did play eleven games, yeah. so he played the majority of the games. He just never really hit top form. But like I say, you know, very valid point about not taking him as a first round pick. If he falls to the second round, potentially, but yeah, I agree. And let's see where he ends up. Maybe he's ended up at somewhere like the Jets and, yeah. and, and you know, he, he could be uh, a top pick again. Someone who's his backup is Zach Moss. Now, uh, as we record, he's just broken his arm, Zach Moss. So he's, <laughs> he's going as RB79 in round 23, which until uh, he broke his arm was, was massive value. He could have been a very smart late, late pickup with this uncertainty around JT. I still think he's someone worth stashing on your bench. He's scheduled to be ready for around the start of the season. So uh, they expect him to be ready for week one. He's hardly set the league alight in his three previous seasons. He's had 14, 23, and 11 receptions in total. Uh, so, uh, you know, as a receiving running back, you, you're not going to risk much on him uh, beyond being JT's handcuffs, I suppose. There are other running backs there, like Evan Hall, Dion Jackson, that might threaten his role as RB2 if he misses much time. But if, if JT did go, I'd expect the Colts to get someone in to replace him. I don't think they'd be willing to go with Zach Moss as RB1. Oh, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, so he's traded last year, wasn't he, from Buffalo, yeah? You know, not great in terms of finishes. We've got 45, 53, and 64. Uh, so never really done it, as you say. Much more of a backup. Interestingly, Dion Jackson had those couple of good games last year, did he not? I'm sure he had a couple of real big spike games last year. So he, he's someone worth considering, I suppose. Maybe not until waivers uh, next year. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. a name to be aware of. Uh, and certainly, I think the Indianapolis is a situation to keep a close eye on because... Dion Jackson could become available and could become a... Particularly a, if Moss has the missed time. Exactly. So, yeah, we talked about tight ends. Let, let's, let's have a look at one of the tight ends, uh, and that's Jelani Woods, uh, who's going as tight end 34. So he's going very low down at round 21. I'm not sure any of the Colt tight ends are worth discussing at length, as beyond what might be a rare big week with a touchdown or two, they won't be scoring consistent fantasy points for the aforementioned issues with the Colts' offence. Woods has showed flashes of a solid rookie season. He's a huge man. And remember his two-touchdown week against the Chiefs in week three. Uh, he played more than 50% of the team's snaps in four of the last six games last season. And he's been touted as a bit of a breakout candidate in 2023. I'm not sure, but he might have a tight end two ceiling. Is he someone who's worth a punt as a late tight, but a very late tight end pickup? Yeah, I like him as a late, late tight end pickup. You know, to show those flashes as a rookie, it's incredibly hard. It's the hardest position to learn, isn't it? They say and go on and on about that. So as a late pickup, I mean, you've got... Are you going to talk about any other tight ends? Or? No, he's the only so, one. That there's I no mean, one there's else no worth Ali Cox. He's yes. done little bits and bobs, but he's clearly one there, isn't he? And as you say, there's not tons else in the wide receiver room. The problem is Richardson probably can't pass the ball. Yeah. Um, but if Richardson does turn out to be able to pass the ball, I think Wood is act uh, Woods is actually a good pickup here. Yeah. True. It, it depends on him, like we've talked about with these. Yeah. Wookie. It's very hard to say rookie quarterbacks. As we talk about with rookie quarterbacks, uh, a, lot, a lot's dependent on, everything around them is dependent on how they do. Um, 
Right, so that is uh, another AFC South team in the books. Uh, the Colts, uh, I think we've, we kind of agree, are going to have a pretty poor season. They're going to be in contention for the number one overall pick, would you say? Or Yeah, yeah, I think they'll finish below the Texans. Yes, uh, that's a pretty depressing yeah. state of yeah. affairs yeah. for all Colts fans <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, another team in the books. We'll continue next week, uh, as oh, next time, when we look at another AFC South side. But for the meantime, Malcolm, it's time. Take this home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.